welcome back to Theory for Turns, the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan, and that's not Matt, that's Jordan. Hey, Jordan, I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm done and make sure it's broke. Why don't you go get me a glass of Moet? <laughs> oh, man. Jordan, it's been a while. You left me without a dope beat to step to. Uh, and what we are doing here, in case you don't know these lines, uh, in case you can't pick up our melody, uh, we are doing um, two albums uh, by Eric B. and Rakim. We're doing 1987's Paid in Full and 1988's Follow the Leader. Uh, and this is the last of this historical stretch. I think, Jordan, uh, you and I kicked off this uh, historical stretch with uh, Grace Jones is slave to the rhythm. Um, and so I'm glad to kind of come full circle with you this quarter by discussing uh, this, uh, this uh, set of classic albums. This, is, this should be a fun one. Hopefully the recording will go better than that recording went. I mean, the worst case scenario is that we like chop it up, right? We, we, we scratch it up and add a lot of samples um, and then rap over it. Um, or, get, <laughs> or get someone far more talented than you and I to rap over it. <laughs> sure. Sure. If this one ends up sounding as you're listening to it, you out there in podcast land, like uh, sort of sliced up, chopped up garbage with uh, with no complete sentences, that's just because actually we are dropping lyrical science at a level that is far too deep for you to understand. Yeah, and, and this is this is one. So if you've not, you you may be aware of um, Eric B and Rakim. Uh, the uh, and 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 just and we will get into this. Uh, Eric B is uh, is the producer, is the DJ. Um, um, and uh, Rakim is the rapper, uh, uh, and and uh, and I also um, correct me if I'm wrong, but on the cover of Paid in uh, Full, um, if you are looking, uh, that is Eric B on the left and Rakim on the right. Am I am I correct in that, um, or or am I or am or am I wrong? Uh, <laughs> I don't have know. the the you thing know. in front of me, so I'm going to say yes. You're right. Um, and so it's, it's definitive now. And and these are are two uh, two albums that. Uh, 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 these are these are two albums that really kick off the uh, the golden age of hip hop. Uh, monumentally influential, both for the rapping um, and for the um, uh, and and for the producing, uh, and really, I think, are going to be a good way to uh, end this historical stretch uh, and kick off our turn back into the contemporary uh, era next week. So, if you haven't uh, listened to either of these recently, definitely do. And this is one where you want to f- uh, fire up your lyrics site of choice. I think, um, you know, whether it is the geniuses uh, of, of rap uh, or just any um, a, a, or, or any annotation free lyric site. This is a case where you want to read along um, and and like both listen to the lyrics, but not just don't don't read in isolation, because I think a lot of what's going on here is hearing the words as they're as as they interact with the beat and as they're as they're delivered. Right. Uh, and and I think that this is um, is is where a lot of the influence and importance and interesting things um, of this album um, come from. Um, and so uh, so book uh, book some time. Um, these are these are reasonably fulsome albums. So, uh, so set aside some time, uh, at least to listen to both of them, maybe to also give another listen with the lyric sheet. Um, and then meet us back here, uh, for our discussion of, uh, paid in full and follow the leader after this word from our commercial sponsors. Are you tired of politics as usual? I am an American and my answer is yes. Well, then, I bet you are just sick of both sides of the spectrums, both the Bernie bros and the Trumpers, right? 
I mean, yeah, I thought that the us aggrieved Americans were the Bernie Bros and the Trumpers, and we were mainly sick of uh, of Hillary and Kasich, I guess. But sure, yeah, I'm sick of all those people. Well, then might I suggest to you, Eric B for president. <laughs> Oh, would that we lived in that world. I guess, I mean, if the, con- if the con- uh, convention gets contested enough, it is notionally possible that he'll end up getting the Republican nomination. And, and, and you never know. Maybe he could also become the Democratic nominee. We could, we, what, what I'm saying, the people for an Eric B. future uh, are beginning now. We started a little late, but we are now nominating Eric B. for president 2016. This message is paid for by Eric B. for president president 2016 paid in full by eric b for president 2016 and we're back hey uh jordan i have a i have a question for you i hope that you did well okay so this is uh this is uh, this is pretty pretty straightforward i think um this this eric uh this well no let me let me start again it's not a question about eric b it's a question about rakim um and this rakim with his uh with his rhymes uh and with his rapping over uh over these scratched up beats by eric b uh, does he have a melody, and what is it? That is a really, really interesting question, actually. Um, I don't know that he does have a melody. I think that my answer is a qualified no. I think that to call what he's got a melody, you need to redefine what melodies are. Yeah. Um, Yep. Because typically melodies mean singing, right? Or you can think of some rappers that are melodic, right? So, like, uh, I would say that... You know, Nelly clearly is rapping because actually the kind of uh, is singing because the kind of vocalizations that he does are actually sung uh, vocalizations. And that's like a a technical thing. The vocal apparatus moves in a particular way when it's producing song as opposed to when it's producing speech. Most rappers are speaking. Nelly sings. I think that there are even rappers where um, there is a kind of melodic quality to their voice. Uh, even though they're not singing. So uh, I think that if you were to go to somebody who's like around the same time as Rakim, Chuck D, right? Uh, That when you have him coming in saying like, yes, the rhythm, the rebel, right? That there's sort of a high pitch and a low pitch and he goes back and forth between those and it's kind of the same pitch all the time when he's doing that variation in pitch, which makes it melodic in a certain kind of sense. I mean, and even uh, even Easy e to an extent who has a high pitch and a higher pitch. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 right. Right? But, there, but there is a melodic, right, when you think about, like, Boys in the Hood, right, um, or and, and elements straight out of Compton. There's something that feels melodic um, in that, and uh, in, in, in the way the kind of pitches uh, uh, modulate um, that feels different from other from other rappers, right? Yeah, yeah, and, but I but I wouldn't have said really that uh, that Rakim is one of these people that you can get a lot out of the pitch vocabulary of his voice. Um, this is by no means a, a diss on Rakim. He's really, 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 really good at rapping. Uh, let's let's establish that right away. But uh, well, but this is what I want to ask him because one of the songs that's really kind of central on Paid in Full, um, he implores you to check out his melody. Um, <laughs> his melody, right? Right, 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 right. So what is so and and that's why I, I want to zoom in onto that because I think that it like I, I feel like that's important right and and when you are saying check out my melody uh, and uh, and it's like but but where <laughs> like is it the do 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 like is that is that Rakim's melody yeah so I actually have a question for you Ryan yeah. which is the question that you asked me <laughs> what's your answer. <laughs> 
That's not how this works. <laughs> this I, I have just entered. I've ushered in the the new school era of dickish trolling on the TFT podcast. We 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 years ago did a. I, I think there was one where I, I think this was even when we were talking about Gossip Girl, where we just kept saying, "What do you think?" <laughs> over and over again. Um, I think this is Matt and I. You might have been on that one though, um, and, and it was it was a low point. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I wanted, I mean, part of why I asked you is that I wanted to, you to talk about Melody a little bit. And, um, and, and I think that, um, and, and because my intuition is that Melody must be, be sung. I mean, I guess to kind of cash yeah. it out a little further, like what do is, you, what is the technical definition of Melody, right? Yeah, do you want, do you want my like music appreciation spiel? Yeah, actually, it's, I think it'll be useful in figuring out, because I have, I have a few pieces of what I think is Rakim's Melody, Rakim's Melody, but I think that um, it would, it will help to kind of know what is Melody kind of defined technically. Yeah, so this is going to be very confounding, I think, if you're using Rakim as your model. Um, Melody is typically a distinct series of pitches. So there's a bunch of meaningful words there. Pitches have, uh, they're typically sung, right? There's a, a frequency that you can identify, and you could say that it's always that frequency. You know, C is always C, middle C is always C. Um, when we say a distinct series, we mean that they come in a particular order. So you take the notes of happy birthday and shuffle those. It is no longer the melody happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to this, they move at a particular rhythm, which is also, again, uh, set in stone for all time. So if you take just the rhythm of happy birthday, for instance, dot, 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 you can recognize that as the rhythm of happy birthday and nothing else would be that rhythm, right? But you also recognize that's not the melody because you would need to put in those pitches, happy birthday to you, which I just gave you them there, not in the rhythm to show how both the rhythm and the Mm. pitch series are parts of what make the melody the melody. What's confusing with Rakim is that, like, first of all, I don't think of him as a very pitch-centered rapper, so that that aspect is kind of missing. And then also, like, the the thing that he brings to the table is flux, you know? Mm. Like, he doesn't have a whole bunch of tunes that he is carrying around in a bag with him. Uh, I don't know who the go-to uh, tunesmith is on this program. Like, somebody like, like Stevie Wonder or something like that, right? That even if he had never made recordings, you could just stack up all of the melodies that he wrote and say, wow. Wow, what a great career in music that guy had, right? Um, whereas with with Rakim, like you don't have objects of that kind, uh, musical objects that you could imagine somebody else going and covering in quite the same way. So it's it's very confounding to think of it as being melodic to me. Yeah, um, I think. I mean, I think that where I think then in trying to think about this, right? What is here is certainly rhythm, right? And I, but I think that. I mean, I like this idea of melody as rhythm plus pitch, and I'm wondering if that that there is a part of there's something that's kind of going on in 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 the figure of speech. Um, and I'm trying to think of it's like it's actually um, I'm trying to think what's going on rhetorically, but that there is a sense because melody is a sense of rhythm plus. Right, and there's a rhythm plus something, um, you know, in, in the technical de- definition, rhythm plus um, plus a, a sequence of pitch. That there's a sense that that what Rakim is doing is by claiming that this is a melody, is that there's a sense of rhythm plusness, um, and that this is and and the I think 
and 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 what I'll I'll try to advance, and we can kind of work out here because this is what's written about a lot when um, when Rickham is written about as a rapper um, is is flow, right? This is rhythm plus flow, um, and 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 this is uh, and and so that um, and, and it's it's a and so I think if there's an argument, um, I think that 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 there's an idea that the words that the way in which the words are delivered um is because it is both a a a sequence of syllables um and a kind of deli- an intentional delivery of them that makes it in in his like vis-a-vis can, uh the can, uh, other rappers at the time makes it uh, melodic and i say like, looking at the um at, at the beginning of verse two of my melody right he says um so what i'm a microphone fiend addicted as soon as i sing um one of these four mcs so they don't have to scream i couldn't wait to take the mic blow in blow into it to test then let my melody play then then the record suggests that i'm dropping bombs but i stay peace and calm any mc that disagree with me wave your arm um and i'll i'll uh uh, pause it. Pause it there. Um, but I think that I think that especially the um, let the record the, then the record suggests that I'm dropping bombs, but I stay peace and calm is really central to what's going on here, right? And that um, and I think this that this uh, the in the historical trajectory, the last rap album um, that we discussed was when um, Matt and I were discussing um, uh, 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 Run DMC, right? And compared to Run DMC, uh, this is melody in a way, right? Um, uh, or or and, and and even if it doesn't have any more of those elements right uh, of of melodicism um that uh that you, that you defined it does have something extra be um uh above run dmc um that sets it apart right and, yeah. and so so that's how i'm i'm starting to parse um the nature of uh the nature of rakim's melody so maybe the the way to think of it rhetorically is that the qualifier my suggests that uh, that this is not in fact a melody as we um, as we typically construe that term, right? Right. I mean, if you again, if you had Stevie Wonder coming in and saying like my melody, you'd be like, all right, well, which one of your of your many wonderful <laughs> melodies, Mister Mister Wonder? But when it's Rakim and uh, he's like, I'm going to step up to the mic, uh, blow it into blow into it to test. So he's like, he's getting ready to rap. He hasn't even started rapping yet. Then he lets his melody play. So it's like the verse is the melody um since the verse is not melodic in the normal way what is he saying about it right that like this is to the song as melody is to other songs right um which means that you're saying that the what i'm doing and i think that you're right it's both the words themselves and then the the particular rhythmic performance of the words that he delivers are the main event they are they are the meat of your like meat and potatoes dinner um with with the beat being a very important potatoes but potatoes nonetheless <laughs> which is interesting like at the time that he's coming in right hip hop was not really that way um, yeah. People people usually point at uh, Paid in Full and even more Follow the Leader as like the watershed between old school hip hop and like all other hip hop, or between old school hip hop and hip hop. If you wanna if you wanna be a little bit mean about it, maybe. Um, and it's really true. You know, I was going back through in preparation for this, trying to find like a 
a representative old school couplet. And I found this from Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, uh, the song Freedom. We got some news that you can use, an offer that you can't refuse. We're giving a party and you've got to come because you're the one and then the, the, like, the hook comes in, right? And it's just sort of... After Rakim, that doesn't seem possible anymore, right? It's like right. Y- it almost feels as if later rap is strictly better than earlier rap, which is not really the way that music history usually works, right? Like, it's not the case that um, the best heavy metal is later heavy metal and early heavy metal is not good. Uh, It's not the case for the blues. It's not the case for classical music, for jazz, for anything. But with rap, like, you know, it's really, really hard to go back to some of that earlier stuff after the the reforms, essentially, (laughs) that Rakim instituted. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really interesting. You know, there's a, a, a great book um, called The Rap Yearbook um, that, uh, that came out uh, in the fall that talks about the most important uh, uh, rap song in every year from, I think it's 1979 to 2015, um, I believe. And so for 1987, um, I believe it was paid in full, the song. Um, and, and, he, uh, and so the author, Shea Serrano, uh, who was, uh, had been a writer uh, at Grantland before it folded, um, in the Rakim chapter, um, likens this kind of shifting, right, of, uh, the, the, and, and likens um, the importance of Rickham to uh, in in rap to the importance of Michael Jordan in basketball um, and and has a uh, and has a few quotes from a sports writer who highlights four ways in which Michael Jordan um, changed uh, changed basketball and one of them I think is really relevant to what you're saying Jordan is um, is that. Michael Jordan. So before Michael Jordan, championship teams were always built around the center, right? And it was, it was a big man and a, and a kind of uh, a de- defensive and rebounding oriented game. And um, Michael Jordan made it not only possible but necessary to start to um, b- uh, build around your shooting guard. Um, and and it, it, it and it like like in this way, it changed. It engineered the kind of structure of the game. Um, and uh, in the same way, exactly what you were saying. Uh, is that uh, that that uh, rap and hip hop was um, focused around uh, was DJ centric, um, and by you know 1987, um, rappers, you know the MCs had become um, more prominent, um, and uh, you know and and kind of evolved from the origins of kind of accentuate of hyping up the crowd um for the dj to it being a a um you know that i I like that there was a a point right this is a this is where the um the the dinner plate turns right this is a revolution of the dinner plate right that um before rakim um the uh the the dj was the meat and and the mc was the potatoes right um and the and this and this um and this revolves the plate um and uh and kind of turns that and uh and while it it kind of um and, and while that balance mixes and shifts in different eras uh and in different ways i think that it's kind of i think i think that it's uh, it is maybe I, I think it's relatively um strong to to say that that this kind of i mean for us who are, are kind of you know mostly cognizant of, of rap in a post rickham era the idea that the rapper is the meat uh is 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 almost feels obvious right that that we 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 are 
post-Requiem, right? In the way that uh, Matt and I last week um, talked about how we are also kind of uh, generationally, and, and at least in terms of um, awareness of music, post-Dinosaur Jr., right? That we only know the world post-Dinosaur Jr., right? know the world of, of alternative music. We kind of only know the kind of rap-centric hip-hop um, and, and, uh, and the ways in which, again, the post, post-reform era. And, and so um, the other... Uh, the the uh, older hip hop does feel even more uh, alien and uh, and and st- still is great, but um, but but definitely feels less like the things that we that that we might like today or things that we we know um, from from the '90s that were kind of um, I mean that were that were kind of directly um, inspired by by Rick. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like if you want to go back and listen to uh, to Africa Bombada and Grandmaster Flash and stuff like that, which everyone should, uh, you kind of need to make a project out of it, or at least like I I did when I uh, when I first encountered that music, and when I like I mean I, I I teach some of this stuff for a living, not hip hop specifically, but like music, um, and when I am talking to students about it, I'm like, look, you need to you need to take this stuff with a grain of salt. You need to work at it a little bit. It'll it'll come around pretty fast, but it's so alien to what we think hip hop is today that you, you really do need to kind of take your time with it and i've found that usually people people say that they they do need to do that um what's i had something and now it's gone what were you going to say well, I I, oh, yeah i was going to say that um i mean i think that well I, on this idea of alienness like at the same time when i come back came back and listened to this like i was you know um like there's a sense in which listening to uh, Paid in Full, I think especially Paid in Full, but uh, Follow Leader too, are also projects in their own right. Um, like let me like, say for you know every my melody or or follow the leader or microphone feed or lyrics of fury there is a chinese arithmetic right um which is <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was hoping we'd come around to that one that one's interesting right and, and 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 beyond right the chinese arithmetic as the kind of instrumental um that samples the kind of traditional orient like that's one of the few melodies on on the album unfortunately right is the um is the kind of conventional uh the the kind of stereotypically uh eastern um eastern melody that is then chopped up uh and and uh and scratched over um and and that they're even in the rapping which you can kind of even when you clearly identify the the influence and clearly identify it as a, a as a break also feels you know, as, like on the one hand, I can see how Rakim influences all of my favorite rappers, um, and 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 how he influences. You know, the, how you wouldn't have um, Biggie right without uh, Rakim, um, or or you wouldn't have um, Tribe Called Quest, right? Um, uh, Fife, uh, um, Fife, and the recently departed Fife Dog and um, Q-Tip. That there is a sense in which this itself is more challenging, right? That this feels still less familiar than those things, even as, as it, inf- you understand how they influence them. And I don't know if a part of that is as, as innovative as a producer of Eric B uh, as Eric B is, it still feels more firmly rooted in the kind of producing technology and style of, of the eighties. The other thing that I wanted to ask you that relates to this uh, is another claim that Rakim makes in one of the titles of his songs. 
songs, right? I think I gravitated to the titles of all of his songs because he makes these strong declarative claims, and they, when you think about them, are kind of at odds as of with some of what's going on uh, in the movement, uh, in the music. And uh, the the one that I was thinking of here uh, is "Move the Crowd," right? So, uh, you know, the the question I would have asked you could be something like, "Is our crowds moving?" Right? Uh, is this, <laughs> you know, is is this Eric B and Rakim? Uh, Rakim, uh, are are they making dance mu- music? Um, because it, it it is music that's great for contemplation, for reading along with the lyrics, for nodding your head. Um, but uh, is this uh, is this dance music, uh, or maybe more appropriately, was this dance music? Yeah, right. I was gonna turn that around and say, like, hang on, is it our crowds that are being moved here? Yeah, I feel like this is this is a question that's like this is an empirical question, and it's not one that I want to really speculate about. Uh, there are people out there alive today who know the answer, who like were in those crowds and were either bumping or not to those songs. And I, I, but I would speculate, yes. I, 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 I like I don't think it's like I don't think these are empty things where like Rakim is like it's not ironic, right? Like yeah. it's. <laughs> Uh, he's not saying like MC means move the crowd, and he's not like rapping that to a standing still audience with their arms folded, just leering at him, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And and the notion of like of uh, sort of chin stroking rap music, uh, headphone rap music that you don't really dance to, I think, is not something that quite exists yet. You know, um, right? Rakim cleared the ground for it, but I don't think that there really was that concept yet. Right. Um, and so it is, though, and, and, and it makes, I guess in that way, it goes back to some of what we were talking about um, vis-a-vis my melody, is that there is something very radical, though, about um, moving the crowd. So I guess then there's a question of what is the ways in which Eric B. and Rakim move the crowd? Because it's not by just necessarily yelling at them <laughs> and telling them <laughs> to move, right? Like, um, right, it's well, like if you, gave, if you gave Rakim a ludicrous song, a song it would be like, excuse me, please, could you move and get out of the way, uh, uh, ma'am? Uh, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it would be interesting. I wonder how he would handle that. You know, like, I, I don't think we need to, we, we would have a, a lot of luck getting him to use other people's lyrics, but it would be really, really fun to hear, like, hear both of those people cover each other's songs. Well, I mean, um, I guess, I mean, is, there's a question of, is move the crowd a kind of a version of a move, move, get out the way? Um, uh, or, I mean, I think there are sentiments, right? This idea of moving and kind of compelling people to move, um, even though what Ludacris is compelling one to, to move for is is out of the way rather than uh, to and fro. That like that there are ways um, of of kind of leading. Like it's it's almost like, um, and we'll get to follow the leader in the bit. But it's kind of um, the different styles of leadership, right? And 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 yeah. uh, and the, the kind of move is very is very kind of aggressive and compelling the action um sure, and right, right i mean ludicrous always resorts to the argumentum ad baculum right if you don't move <laughs> then he's gonna he's gonna throw them bows so <laughs> right 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 i mean it's all kind of about there's a there's a strong or else right um there's an implied yeah. there's a, either implied or actual kind of threat uh if, if you do not move and i think that um rakim is is moving by kind of uh through through other means right whether it's through um and i guess i think that that is kind of the thing to i guess that i'm asking is like what is it that um what are the 
the motors of motion um, uh, uh, and motors of movement um, in uh, in 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 the music of Eric B and Rickham because I think that yeah, there's I, there's a number of them right okay yeah so so good question I think that actually this gets to the um, the split between paid in full and follow the leader as albums because it's a really shocking split if you yeah. consider that they're just a year apart right I think that you were talking a minute ago about how especially the first one, especially Paid in Full, is still something that, as a person who thinks of themselves as having good musical tastes, you sort of come in wanting to like the record and you then have to work a little bit at liking it. I think that's because, really, Paid in Full still is an old-school rap album. Yeah. Like, it raises the bar. It changes what old-school rap can be, but it still is old-school old rap, and it has that, like, boom, tsh, boom aspect yeah. to the beat that makes it very danceable right and then like Rakim is uh is making it uh, a sort of a new thing with the lyrics but he's still playing the game enough and there are even specific lyrics you can point to where he's kind of doing the the old school thing right like there's in yeah. uh, in move the yeah. cloud when he says some of you've been trying to write rhymes for years for weak ideas irritate my ears is this the best that you can make because if not you got more i'll wait or something like that right that is pretty close and you hear me sort of landing on the the three and the sorry the um the two and the four there right some of you have been trying to write rhymes for years right that is pretty much the way that he delivers it although better than what i was doing there right now if uh if paid in full raises the bar follow the leader nukes the bar from orbit and sows the ground with salt right that's the that's the cd and uh and really the song that makes old school rap impossible aesthetically thereafter i think um and it's just he's doing a completely different thing on that but so is eric b i don't want to yeah. leave eric b out of this you know like um there's some really really exciting stuff that he's doing but the the beat on follow the leader feels shockingly modern you know and the yeah. whole rhythmic feel of it changes from the like boom you get the sort of 16th note feel right and these yeah. uh, these weird dissonant spacey harmonies that are like uh coming in over it you've got that kind of scratched uh bass line to like that bounce bounce which feels like it's almost not quite in time you know cl yeah. clearly he he like worked for hours to get it just that slightly off right and the right. whole thing is um i don't know i like that song that's my that's my point take away i have a question for you is follow the leader a good song <laughs> yes the answer is yeah an un unqualified yes it's our first uh, we've had our first no and our first unqualified yes so there's a lot of uh, we're breaking a lot of ground here i mean i think it is amazing to kind of think of what is going on in the sound of of hip pop from like this period uh, uh from 1987 up through like in 1987 and 1988 because i think that some of what and and i think there are, are other people who kind of study kind of production um and and producing and djing and sampling even more than me but i think that some of what i hear in kind of because i i hear it too and i hear what i hear in in the way in which follow the leader sounds different um and sounds more modern in terms of its production style are ways in that I also associate um, with um, with with uh, Public Enemy and with with the Bomb Squad, right? Um, and uh, 
especially kind of uh, also even kind of the movement uh, in in Public Enemy from um, their first album Yo Bum Rest of Show, which is also '87, um, to A Nation of Millions, uh, which is '88. And I think that when we come back after the jump, whether it's the first one or one of the first ones, I think we'll definitely do um, Nation of Millions uh, as well. Um, and then I think that then there's another piece kind of within um, that kind of same period of of, of, of time um, a bit later on, um, you get very soon to Dr. Dre's production work um, with, with NWA, right? And that, that you sort of have these building blocks. Um, and then so by the time you are at um, um, 1990, the seeds for kind of um, sounding like um, like contemporary um, hip-hop are, are already there. But I mean, you hear I'm talking about like like kind of these strong sonic moments like even when you listen to um follow the leader with headphones on you hear like bass right there's like this bass hit that feels so so contemporary right that and and it feels like a use of bass um that is that is round right it's not just a bass drum hit it's not that that there's i feel like there's like a dome there's a there's a little bit of something that feels more like the kind of of resonant bass um that is uh uh that uh that um is it feels like synthesized feels kind of um warm that is kind of there in a lot of the sound of of contemporary hip hop where whereas older um, hip hop beats were much more spare right that there was kind of just a a a drum beat that was that was sampled um and there was maybe a bass line but it kind of rode somewhere in the middle but right the bottom goes even deeper um yeah, yeah. In, in this and, and and that is um i mean there's several ways that uh, you know things that were kind of swirling around but there are just they all kind of come together to kind of create something that sounds very different in your headphones, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, and you wonder if there might even be like, um, was there a technological watershed there? Is it a different synthesizer, a hmm. different sequencer that he's using? And I'm sure, again, this is like this is an empirical question, right? Like, we shouldn't just speculate about it idly, but it uh, it, it feels like that big of a change, definitely. Right, um, absolutely, and 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 that there is a combination of of technology and then um, a, a increase a kind of growing community of of people using that technology, right? And in very quick succession being influenced by each other and kind of competing with each other um and so i think it's very i think that, that what ma- that's what makes this album very cool um is is kind of is calling this follow the leader is um you know that there has been a lot that happened in you know it was it was one short year right um and i actually yeah. uh should look at the dates but there's this kind of interesting idea of like no it, it's right that they are kind of saying no 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 look back at the beginning of this comment thread we wrote first right like <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good, and 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 so I think that that is uh, that's there's something really compelling about that. But um, I mean, uh, I think that you had mentioned the lyrics um, on "Follow the Leader." I mean, what did you kind of notice uh, going on in there that really is a is a real uh, real break uh, with uh, what comes before? Well, again, I'm not sure that it's the lyrics exactly, because right, right. going through this, one of the things that I think, uh, especially doing this as like a double album project for our listeners, uh, listening to these two things back to back and reading along with all the lyrics, like, is a... Um, that is a tall red eye espresso that you are drinking or something like that, right? <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty intense. Part of it is because, like, although Rakim is clearly one of the best to ever do this thing... He doesn't necessarily have an awful lot to say. Like the the basic subject matter of this album is 
and I'm not simplifying by that much, Rakim is good at rapping. That's basically right. what he says a lot of times, right? But the, the way that he says it is so much. So take the, um, the lines, right? Uh, so follow me in while you're thinking you were first. Let's travel at magnificent speeds around the universe. Uh, what could you say as the Earth gets further and further away? Planets as small as balls of clay. I stray into the Milky Way. World's out of sight, right? And I purposely just sort of read those as if I had come across them in a book of lyric poetry or something like that, right? Um, the, the basic technique that he has on this song, and in in many, but it's a very, very much of the game that he's playing here, and it does uh, an awful lot with some simple building blocks, is that he shifts back and forth between grouping the syllables in twos and grouping them in threes. Mm-hmm. So um, you, you kind of get this like this shift of two, 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 three, two, three, that kind of thing. Um, I'm going to say it very slowly and emphasize the stressed ones uh, heavily. So follow me, and while you think in you were first, let's travel at magnificent speeds around the universe right so that's two 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 three one three two one two three the second half of it is uh, is even crazier um what could you say as the earth gets further and further away planets as small as balls of clay i stray into the milky way worlds out of sight um, so that I, I read as two 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 three three two three 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 two two three two three, and of course, like reading out the numbers like that, you're like, it doesn't really mean anything, right? But compare that to the old school flow where it was you have this basic one rhythmic figure, da 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 da, da repeated uh, as many times as you need to repeat it, right? Um, which is just unbroken streams of two. All of this stuff is very, 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 very complicated. And I don't think you need to understand what he's saying to get, like, the brilliance of it. Like, really what he says is, I'm so good that I, I can rap from outer space. Um, that's really all that's contained in there in terms of, like, the semantic content. But those sort of shifting groups of two and three sort of make it true that he is better at rapping. He almost doesn't need to tell you because it's just there in the sonics of it and therefore unassailable, right? You can't answer back to him... No, you're not. Well, and I think that there's something, even though kind of taking the metaphor even further, like something about solar systems and kind of uh, universes, you know, galaxies and so on, is that you have, um, you know, in the solar system, you have planets that are orbiting the sun at different speeds, right? And so that there is something about, like, in this ability of kind of ability to go in kind of twos and threes and to shift of kind of zooming, zooming in and out. It's like the, it's the solar system expressway. Right, um, and that, and, and and this ability to kind of move in, uh, switch between different orbital speeds almost simultaneously, um, mm. and, and yeah, back yeah. and forth, right? And and that that is kind of, or it's like it's he's like teleporting between planets, um, uh, and so that like, and you know, on different planets, you know, there are, uh, uh, you know, I, I guess I think about a little bit of like Interstellar, where the like planets are moving in, uh, you know, that there are 
different these kind of different time functions on different planets due to their gravitational pulls um, and so oh, yeah. on. Right, so, and so so yeah. so follow the leader is the McConaughey tesseract of rap albums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I think so. I, I mean, I think that I mean, you talk about the complexity of what's going on, and it is it does produce something of um, of of a similar uh, at, at a similar scale, right? That, uh, like, I mean, you know, far more successful than Interstellar. but but kind of playing in a in a similar way of you know. That it's also that the way in which he is good at rapping is in is 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 a way that is like it's not that he is doing the two 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 right it's like he's not doing earth rap better than everyone else it's that he is like changing the axes uh, on which like you can you can do rap right and, and so changing yeah. the the overall level of analysis uh, but again it's not that he's just doing solar system rap is that he can do rap um uh he can uh, uh relatively effortlessly or uh, with an appearance of effortlessness move uh between the between the different planets of rap um sure. and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, or like all other rap has been earthbound heretofore and he's like Haley's comet sort of zooming by earth and then vanishing away right but the thing is that like although it is actually kind of a neat poetic image it is one that is on its own bankrupt Right. That uh, that like <laughs> right. if he were to just say that and be like, I'm so good at rapping, it's like I'm on a spaceship. Then I would be like, nope, pass. Right. Um, <laughs> you kind yeah. of need to be able to uh, to to cash those checks that the lyrics sign so that just the semantic sense of the lyric like doesn't necessarily um add up to all that much right it's right. like again we talk about like what's the meat what's the potato right you typically think in any kind of poetry that the meaning of the words is going to be the important thing right and that then sort of the the sonics is you know that's in in most poetry that's something that you worry about later when an actor reads it out of the book right but in rap it's always more important and then i think with rakim in particular the sonics are the main thing and then the lyrics the the semantic content is basically just calling your attention to the sonics right Right, 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 um, and that's like interesting. I mean, I, so, I mean, that's an interesting kind of question, though. Is it? <laughs> so, is there a way? Um, in I, what, what, what I'm hearing now, because I'm thinking back to one of our. This actually reminds me of one of uh, the previous artists that we've talked about earlier in this uh, in this quarter, and it's not who you might expect. Uh, so, a question I have for you, <laughs> based on a discussion that we had in an earlier TFT uh, that Pete guested on. Uh, is uh, is Rakim the Phil Collins of rap music? <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> but, but, but go on. Why, why might he be? <laughs> oh, man, you keep deflecting this. Um, I really wanted to get you on record as saying that. Um, so I will say it. I'm not afraid. I will say that Rakim is the Phil Collins of rap music. One of what we talked about uh, on the Phil Collins album uh, was, was the percussiveness and, and, uh, and kind of talking about um, uh, 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 no jacket required 
as an album of ballad, ballads written by a drummer. Um, and oh, so, oh. Uh, and 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 that uh, and there was a similar thing of um, is that on a lot of these uh, of the Phil Collins songs, there's also a similar case where the the um, semantic content of the words is less important than the rhythm of the words and the kind of overall. This as a kind of um, a, a multi instrument percussion piece, um, and and there is a sense in even which that some of the words there are drawing attention to the skill, the rhythmic skill, um, and it's, so it's actually. You're yeah. imagining a version of Paid in Full where Rakim says, su su yo su yo su su yo su su yo right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Peter Gabriel for president, right? I mean, I guess that does drive home the fact that, like, it does matter that he manages to string together sentences and rhyming couplets and poetic images and stuff. If it was just nonsense syllables, it would still be impressive, and I think that that is a very, very strong endorsement of his rhythmic skills but to be able to do it with like actual English words is better you know <laughs> in, in a way that does matter well and I guess so right another way to say this is that like you know it isn't the same I guess uh, uh, like um, paid in full and uh, especially follow the they're not the same as like Phil Collins playing the drums and saying hey check it out I'm really good at drumming hey hey check out this beat now that I'm playing right like that would be uh, horribly obnoxious it's just Phil Collins like Hey, 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 check this out. This is pretty good, right? But at least there's no joke. Horribly, horribly obnoxious, and yet I kind of want it to exist. <laughs> it's just like Phil Collins, like, hey, 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 check out this. Check this. I mean, that is, that is basically, um, that is basically no jacket required. Um, and it is just interesting. I mean, just kind of thinking about these as kind of a capper, uh, of, uh, the, the capping episodes of this stretch of 19 about 1984 up to 1988 i mean there's just so much i mean again we were talking about rhythm before of being a slave to the rhythm right um and so like this has been um there have been um that these kinds of uh this way of playing with the rhythm and giving meaning to the rhythm um and finding um finding meaning in rhythm um has been um an unexpectedly kind of strong and recurring theme throughout this entire stretch of the kind of mid to the mid to late 80s um, that uh, with, with a really diverse set of artists kind of uh, again once you're once you're seeing these kind of patterns in everyone uh, from from Phil Collins to Rakim uh, with like you know Kate Bush and Jesus and Mary Chain in between it's kind of interesting to think about um, this kind of these roles of, of rhythm um, uh, and, and kind of experimentation with rhythm as being kind of something that's central is going on in multiple genres um, kind of concurrently at this period. Um, and I wonder if part of that is technological, right? And um, is, is kind of um, uh, has to do with um, you know a- after, there's now been a lot of time of kind of acclimating to synthesizers, to drum machines um, and we talked about this uh, um, on um, Frank Zappa's Jazz from Hell as well um, as, uh, as well on a lot of these other Albums of that that once you are kind of getting accustomed to this technology, then there's even more um, experimentation with that. And again, so that that's both, especially by the time of Follow the Leader. Um, again, then um, that that uh, if if. Uh, 
paid in full was an exemplar of the kind of uses of both the the technologies of of um, of like the actual kind of uh, sampling technology and wrapping technology, kind of the techniques. Um, then uh, then follow the leader is kind of setting the new standards, as as you were saying, um, and kind of uh, uh, of moving past mastery to kind of innovation and and experimentation, right? Um, and 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 it, we know it succeeded because th- this is where it starts to sound familiar, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, like, it sounds familiar and also at the very top of its game. And th- there's a right. weird, like, I can think of a few other cases in music where something like that happens, where you have kind of like this revolutionary first thing of its kind, and it's also like one of the all-time greats. And then often there's like a very sort of sharp um, drop-off, and everybody else like kind of gets their act together for like 10, 20 years or something like that. Well, what are uh, some other what are some other good examples of this? Uh, so opera works this way, actually. Um, in the year 1700, Monteverdi's Orfeo is um, like kind of shows everybody how it's done and like is unchallenged, I would say, for a solid 200 years. But uh, you know, that, that's this is not really in the uh, the interest of our uh, of our audience. Probably. I mean, you you might be surprised. <laughs> well, yeah, we could we could do that next week. You want to do a, a a real historical quarter? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, again, these are people who stuck with us through Dicterly, but right, like, so, like, uh, they've yeah, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> um, that's really that's really interesting. I mean, are there other songs on Follow the Leader or other pieces of Follow the Leader, the song, or other songs on this album um, where you see other things kind of going on um, with like, um, you know, like it's, it's other instances of of the same kind of uh, phenomena or just different phenomena? I mean, that was the one that I sort of broke down and said, like, all right, I can tell that this verse is amazing. I'm going to teach myself why it's amazing and, like, transcribed it and stuff. Um, and it was down to that, like, those those shifting twos and threes. One of the things that's um, remarkable about it, I want to say before we leave, is that it would be pretty easy to, like, to take the basic bar, which divides up into eight, right? You know, like, dot, 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 right? Um, and make that, like, one, two, and two threes, right? Subdivide the eight into something. But that's not what he does. Like, you're, you have to, um, you almost can't figure out where to, like, to slice it to make it add back up up to a nice round number um, and huh. sort of like trips over into the next phrase but I would say that there there seems to be other songs and I'm I don't I can't like tell you exactly how they work but I do think that some of the other songs work in different ways as I was listening through I was like that one seems to be doing a different thing where maybe it's rather than this where there really doesn't even seem to be a normal bar in the song like he's just always mutating um, sometimes he seems to establish kind of a rhythmic pattern sort of similar to the hip hop uh sorry to the hip hop to the old school except like it's very very complicated but it does then repeat and repeat with like slight variations on it which would be a like an easier game to play but uh but also a very different one and sort of more remarkable to be able to do both of those things than to just be able to do the sort of the constant flux thing that he does on follow the leader and keep that up for the entire album um so i do think there's like there's at least one other thing that i noticed him doing and my guess is that probably this is the sort of thing that I would find new uh, interesting aspects to the rhythmic delivery for as long as I cared to go looking for them. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, it's and, and it's one of these things where, I mean, again, this is like 
I mean, what I was saying, sitting down um, with the lyric sheets, it's not uh, necessarily about kind of just reading for meaning, but that this is the way in which you actually start kind of tapping it out, right? And, and kind of seeing, right, it's juxtaposing the words as you would read them with the ways that they are actually said, right? Because it's, yeah. uh, and it, it's one of these things where it's, it is, I think doing that shows that that itself of just messing with the ways that words are said <laughs> um, and uh, in, in relation to one another uh, is itself an immense creative act, right? That there is, in fact, a tremendous amount of expressive potential in just the way you say a set of words. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Kind of, and that's kind of that gets back to this idea that we were talking about earlier is that you could, I mean, it would be an interesting experiment of of could you give Rickham uh any set of uh any any set of words and um and 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 have him make them sound awesome or is uh, or is the uh authorship also is also also crucial right um and uh it's kind of an interesting question cuz like i mean on the on verse 2 of follow the leader i think there's also there is something that's kind of like lyrically kind of interesting but it's it's through the repetition i think right right this is a lifetime mission vision vision a prison all right listen in this journey you're the eternal i'm the journal or you're in this journey you're the journal i'm the journalist am i eternal or an eternalist um and i think that there is uh it, it that that is just there's something there that is I mean, I guess that, again, that is also playing with something like what I was saying of that you could just even make kind of through repetition um, of repeating the same word or kind of versions or very close rhymes um, uh, and and these kind of both repetitions and kind of small differences that 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 itself kind of creates a tremendous amount of meaning and, and expression. Um, and it, it, it really it, like there's a funny thing where it reminds me of um, I don't know if you've ever listened much to Das Racist, uh, a band of the kind of, um, uh, of, of about five years ago. I think they, they were kind of at their peak around 2010 yeah. to 2011. I, um, I think and, I know where you're going with this. Are you, are you in the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell? Yeah, I mean, that was one of their, I mean, they were most no, known for combination Pizza Hut and uh, uh, Taco Bell. And uh, well, one of the um, uh, uh, the, uh, <laughs> well, the the rappers, I believe this is uh, Victor Vasquez was asked was interviewed uh and and the interviewer asked him what are your three favorite um kind of like uh poetic devices and he said repetition repetition and repetition <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, um and uh and and that the, there is a lot and you you see that in um and, and the, there is definitely a kind of you know uh, this is kind of there's a lot of kind of playing with some of these kinds of repetition in the Dust Racist songs in this kind of effort to kind of deconstruct and both deconstruct and reconstruct both kind of uh, classic and and kind of contemporary hip hop of like they kind of play in idioms that are in part related to um, kind of oh oh mid er, early and mid 2000s um, hip hop of crunk music um, and kind of some of the other kind of uh, dip set the kind of uh, um, uh, um, New York-based stuff that was very popular in the early 2000s, but also then playing with some of these techniques of repetition. Uh, even uh, there was uh, when we were talking about kind of um, 
earlier about follow the leader. There's a great line at the end of um, of of their song Michael Jackson, uh, where um, the other rapper uh, Himanshu Suri just ends the ends the uh, verse by saying, "I'm fucking good at rapping." <laughs> um, <laughs> right, and and it's it's kind of the it's 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 kind of there's a certain amount of anti rakimness there where they like kind of um, but but kind of also in in kind of anti rakimin uh, anti rakiming um, also honor rakim um, in showing how hard it is to excel through repetition and through kind of these small variations um, and it's yeah yeah. The, yeah yeah and so it's like the it's the kind of it's the inexpressible beauty of small differences right <laughs> um, and, and that 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 he is playing in in these kind of just small shifts in how things are said um, that are entirely non-obvious yeah yeah and that that kind of like subtlety right on that line um on this on this journey you're the journal i'm a journalist speaks to something that's often part of the rakim legend is that he's supposed to be the first or one of the first people to write his rhymes down in a book beforehand rather than like, right. uh rather than just sort of coming up with them and uh and doing it all by memory um and th- there is this sort of like playing with the the word as a sonic object thing that goes on sometimes that i think might be a big part of it what's interesting that like you imagine writing it down in a book and so much of that would just not be there right yeah because as you said when you look at the lyric sheet i think uh, if there was one exercise i'd want people to do look at it on genius where basically they break the, the lines down based on how they rhyme right yeah so one line will be i'm about to flow long as i can possibly go next line will be keep you moving because the crowd said so right and then listen to where rakim actually puts those rhyming words in the metrical bar because it's like it's very very rare that they will both come at the same place in like successive um successive metrical units you know uh, a word will get squished into the beginning of the next verse or it will like stop short so that something comes in early he even uh, he says something to this effect actually this is another one of the lines i was thinking of quoting to you i say one rhyme out of order a longer rhyme shorter so he is like aware of his own technique right yep um, yep and like i i sort of imagine looking at his notebooks and having them full of little idiosyncratic musical notes Notations and arrows saying like, all right, this syllable goes here and this syllable goes there. But my guess is it's probably not that way, right? Probably like, you know, reading the words was enough for him to memorize the particular like, you know, again, per- musical performance and uh, delivery of them, which ends up being so 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 important to to his his art. Really, you know, this is um, this is deep stuff we're dealing with here. Well, and I think that then this is interesting, kind of separating the process, right? Because then it, it kind of segues to another song um, on "Follow the Leader" that I that I like a lot, uh, which is "Microphone Fiend," right? Um, and and I think that that is also very interesting, right? If the kind of origins of um, of of rapping are in the freestyle and are in the in the ad lib, and then it, I think again it makes this kind of question of what does and again the, Rakim is filled. Full, filled with these contradictions, right? Where he's the microphone fiend who writes everything down, right? Um, and and so that um, and and but I think that these are uh, able to be resolved in that, like you know, especially when you kind of start off the opening couplet. I was a fiend uh, before I became a teen. I melted microphone uh, instead of uh, cones of ice cream, right? And I think that. Um, uh, 
well, then going on to the next couplet, right? Music orientated, so when hip hop was originated, fitted like pieces of puzzles complicated, right? And so um, that is 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 very interesting because I think that by writing it down, right, so that ra- by separating the process of 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 kind of preparation and creation from the process of delivery, you are more able to destroy it, right? Uh, like so that like the, the the microphone then doesn't just convey the words, or it's not the composition tool, right? It's the, the the pen is truly mightier than the microphone, right? Um, because uh, and because oh, that's, that's interesting. Like the microphone becomes the sort of the the moment of uh, of performance and contest. Your chance to kind of like uh, purge all of these things you have built up. It's it's kind of the you lose yourself in the moment. You don't it the, the, the thing, right? Um, right. That that idea is already incipient then in in Rakim. Yeah, I think so. Um, and and I think that and this also gets back to. I think um, and and, and uh, connects back to what we were talking about with my melody of this idea of being music orientated, right? Um, and I think that that and so I, I think there is this of whether or not there was actual notation um, in his in his lyrics in his notebooks um, that just this practice of writing it down he is connecting to a tradition of sitting down of songwriting right um and to so he's the first he's rap's first singer songwriter right yeah, yeah. <laughs> to to a degree yeah right although i mean and yet is isn't that trivializing i mean i know it's meant to be in sort of a a, a um a a trolley way as everything we says say is but i feel that oh no i mean i don't mean to trivialize it by comparing him to you know carol king right like right <laughs> rap game well, carol I, king I guess, right i just I, I think that the relationship that he has to the language is sort of no you're um, right is different right but like um what would be who would be songwriters who actually do that kind of thing you know um I don't well, it's it's more like a it's a composer more than a songwriter uh, like well, a songwriter no, it's just right that, like um that that with songwriters you tend to think of like the the lyricist has a idea that the song comes out of an idea right um and it's like mm. uh, will you love me tomorrow that's the question you think of different ways of getting that out there and i feel that like this seems to be more granular it's more about like the possibilities presented by this particular word which rhymes with this other word and has this rhythmic characteristic and whatnot and like the the language is almost unmade as it gets transformed into this rhythmic performance and the whole notion of like ideas and stuff and this this goes back to the idea of like well is follow the leader a song about space like no it's it's a song about about the incredible rhythmic technique right right um, right, so right, 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 right. Microphone feed is not a song about microphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no, that's that's exactly right. And it's not even a song about writing down rap lyrics either, right? That it's um, it's it's kind of. Um, I mean, yeah, there there is something that is, uh, um, but it, it's these are songs that, as you said earlier, are about how awesome they are, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, there you do find sometimes songwriters who work in this vein. I don't think Carol King is your model. I think your your model is like maybe Cole Porter or maybe hmm. Stephen Merritt, right? Uh, there's a there's a song that I don't think he ever like wrote, but somebody was uh, talking to him once and uh, about like. Um, 
difficult rhyme words, and uh, he sort of uh, sort of slipped into his his artist mode for a minute and thought, well, I could write a song where uh, orange was one of the words, right? And like, basically, it's about a girl named Angie, and it's like, I don't love you anymore, Ange. You need to go out the door, Ange. <laughs> right? and like, so th- that kind of technique, right? That's the sort of relationship to the language that I would say Rakim seems to have, um, which I, I think, you know, not to take anything away from Carol King, but I feel like it's it's a different thing that's going on there. Well, I think that this gets back to that there's almost a problem-solving orientation, right? Yeah, that, like, yeah. right, and this is the way, like, this is the kind of leadership that uh, Rakim is is exercising. Is that like, you know, Rakim is is the is the leader we need, right? <laughs> and the leader we deserve, right? And that like, all right, we have these intractable um, lyrical problems, uh, and he will solve them, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, and, and 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 kind of by you know that where he sees um, you know things that are hard to rhyme uh, or ones where someone else may see things that are hard to rhyme he sees opportunities right um, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 that uh, and again it's that uh, idea right um, it's it's in that same lyric and microphone feed is fitted like pieces of puzzles complicated right um, and I think that that that, that is just very telling right that that there is um, that kind of um, that kind of vision to be able to move things around right that that um, I think there have been a sense of a a limited set of elements that could be rearranged in a limited set of ways and he was able to kind of start to um to to showcase the um potential uh, com- uh complexity right um and the, the the infinite ways that things can be chopped up and recombined um that then once you once you can start to um to chop up and recombine into many smaller pieces um then the possibilities start to become um endless right and and uh, and and it uh and and there are and and so that there's both um in terms of being first, there's a tremendous amount of, um, of, of kind of pride of place there. And then there's a, a certain amount of doing it, um, still better than nearly anybody, um, uh, both by virtue of being first and by kind of doing it in, in a way, uh, that was, uh, that was so kind of effortless and complex that it, it kind of, we've only in an hour of talking, uh, begun to scratch the surface. Right. And that, I mean, that there, there are kind of, um, you know, for those uh, who want to kind of sit down and start to kind of map out, you know, map it out, uh, um, you know, verse by verse, song by song, um, album by album. I think that you could start to probably find. You know, we almost need the like the big data approach to to Rakim, right? And to kind of to start to understand um, what this. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I was, I was thinking a little bit about almost. I don't know if fractals are the right analogy, but there's there is some kind of a complex system um, that is going on, and uh, and and we've we've at least by uh, honing on a few points, being able to see at least some of the shapes here but i imagine that um kind of um continued examination of these individual pieces and how they relate to each other um would only reveal kind of even more um kind of complexity um and and synergies across them so it's uh it's very cool so if you listeners want to um to start to build out uh this complexity um dead in touch right uh what lyrics what lines what songs um really spoke to you uh did you diagram anything out uh and discover 
or something? Uh, if so, let us know. Um, if if you have a short thought, uh, let us know at TFT Podcast on Twitter. Um, uh, you might want to interact with us on Facebook. If you have uh, um, fans of hip hop, fans of Eric B and Rakim um, on uh, on Facebook, maybe tag them um, on one of these posts. Share it to their walls. Share it to your wall. Kind of get this out there. Um, and then if you want to kind of um, really put in some of your your more deep thoughts on what's going on here technically uh, on um, uh, uh, how you like this album, uh, what your favorite songs are, um, kind of where you see some of the lines of influence to to later hip hop, um, go to the show notes on overthinkingit.com uh, uh, and kind of join in uh, join in the discussion that uh, that always goes on there. Um, so uh, when we come back next week, we will be back in 2016. We will like Rakim jumping between uh, the the planets. Uh, we will have jumped between time periods, but we know that wherever we land in to, uh, 2016, whatever album we discuss next, and whatever techniques we use, just know that we certainly will keep it real.